All right, kids out there, welcome to the 777th episode of the Black Lions Airspace. I'm your host, Zachary Shiloh. Today, we are presenting what is known as what Zachary Shiloh used to call roaming around the earth, what he has been calling universal grounding better known as the Black Lions Domain. It is my baby. It is my favorite thing of podcasting. It is <sighs> my interview say, And it's been around now over three years. Today's guest, kids, I've been trying to get this gorgeous little hon on uh, my show now for almost two years. And it's been quite a journey, to say the least. Uh, we were co-authors in a book called Letters of Match, and then every single time I try to get her, something happens. <laughs> something <laughs> happens. But that's okay. Life happens, kids. Just like today, life happened with me and my mama, and things happen, and off to the races we went. But it's been a long time in the making, and I'm feeling better. Nothing like a early breakfast and meditation to get one roaring. All right, so she is a best-selling author. She is a Reiki master. I believe she actually uh, talks to this uh, consciousness called Ezekiel. Uh, she'll explain that later. Uh, she is one-third of this thing called the Million Dollar Blueprint. She is my beloved squirrel kins all the way from Canada, Sarah Papa Smith, or who I used to call uh, Papa the Rapper Love originally. Uh, it, and I actually made the reference, kids. Uh, that's a 1990s uh, video game by PlayStation. And I saw her name the first time. I said, uh oh, okay, Papa the Rapper Love, or Papa the Best of the Writer Love. All right. <laughs> So, uh, Sarah, welcome to Black Minds Domain. Thank you very much. How are you? Thank you for having me. But you did miss out the most important title. The founder, of Holy Light, founder of the Holy Light Healing and Teachings, um, the Holy Light Intuitive Energetic Healing Modality. Oh, I love when people correct me on my show, kids. This is when it gets really juicy. <laughs> so, thank so you. I'm very proud of this accomplishment. So, <laughs> I had to put it out there. Hey, I don't blame you. And I told you to actually mention something <laughs> on social media. And you kind of uh, skirted it a little bit. You kind of skirted it a little bit, but you're now starting to go a little bit harder with it. And we'll talk about that later. All right, Sarah. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. Uh, can you please give my listeners your background, beloved? Um, okay. So my name is Sarah Smith. Um, I've been deep diving into um, my spirituality, my spiritual awakening for over through about three and a half, almost four years now. Um, I channel with the collective. They present themselves as Ezekiel. And it's through their wisdom and guidance that um, the Holy Light Intuitive Energetic Healing 
um, started to come to light through downloads and information of symbols and what they were for and how to use them came to me. Um, so I've been really spending the last few years working with this energy and developing it and bringing it to light. I have two amazing boys. Um, my youngest is 12. My oldest is 17. He'll, well, he'll be 17 tomorrow. And I have two kitties that I just recently got. And yeah, that's a journey, let me tell you. <laughs> but they're adorable. They're so loving and sweet. I'm going to make them be friends <laughs> with lots and lots of Reiki. <laughs> oh. See, kids, Zachary Shell gets the rare breeds. Uh, watch it. Yes, I do. And I love it. Love it. Overall, kids, to sum up Sarah's uh, point about having kids, she's got four. She's got two cats and two sons. Yeah, there we go. I have four. Two fur babies and two humanoids. Oh, yeah. All <laughs> right, hon. You mentioned about Ricky. How did you actually get into that? Um. So really, my journey started with meditation. Um, I was at a very low point in my life. Um, just everything was going wrong. And I just couldn't see the light. Um, my sister was the one that actually encouraged me to start meditating and get some healing crystals and all that good stuff. And normally I would have been like, yeah, okay, this is woo woo. But <laughs> I was at the point where I was like, what do I have to lose? So I started with meditation and it was through meditation that I started to receive guidance. I started connecting with what I thought was my guides, but it was actually the collective. And there was one meditation where they led me through a self-healing. And I was like placing my hands on my chakras and different parts of my body. And they told me it was healing. So after I finished the meditation, I'm like, okay, I need to learn this. And I'd had at that time, I had no clue what Reiki was. So I started researching to see like healing with hands. And that's when Reiki came up. And I was like, okay, I get it. You guys want me to learn Reiki. So um, I got on Facebook, I got on Google and searched for Reiki masters. And I found one that was in my area. And that's where that journey started. Um, and then later, I ended up realizing that they wanted me to learn Reiki to have an understanding of energy healing because of the gift that they were giving me to share. And that's the holy light. Whoa. And speaking of holy light, I've been infused with it a few times. Well, once by you mm -hmm. and the other by our Dear friend uh, Stephanie Mahoney, who I believe is supposed to be coming on in uh, several days' time. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, for her third time, because I just got through in a program called the Million Dollar Blueprint. A little bit behind the scenes stuff, kids. Uh, Stephanie Mahoney came to me about several months ago. She was telling me about this thing where uh she was gifted this course where it's about eight weeks and she's taking people through uh time 
to understand themselves and habits and how to fix them and just live a life that's quote unquote like a million dollars. You're not necessarily manifesting, but it's the feeling of it. It's the blueprint that you were born with, not only born with, but how you can go about fulfilling it. So I was feeling it. I was sensing it. I said, oh, okay, why not? I always wanted to do something with Stephanie that wasn't just writing and <clears throat> Reiki. So I said, okay, $800 is not bad. So whoop, there you go. And lo and behold, another person comes along and that's uh, Tracy Van Fleet. Hello, Tracy, who's going to be on 24 hours uh, before Stephanie. So I paid uh, Tracy, I believe, $199 for her astrology, which goes with the third lesson of this. So I'm reading it and it's almost describing me completely to the T. I said, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> okay, this is exactly something I would do. This is something that fits my motives. So let's keep going. And lo and behold, those eight weeks changed me. And I say for the better, because I'm not being walked on by anybody, not by family, not by quote unquote friends, not by employers. And as I expand my consciousness, it makes me feel more alive. And Sarah, thank you very much for teaching Stephanie the holy light because I feel that it really was crucial to that program. And going forward, it has to be part of it. Yes. It truly does have to. And it's not just because of divine intervention. I'm sensing it. It has to be part of it. So. Yes. Again, thank you very much for being part of that. Speaking of the holy light, before we talk about your ties to Stephanie, uh, let's get into the holy light. Okay. Um, so holy light, it's a form of energy healing. Um, it is um, a stronger, deeper energy than Reiki. Um, it's universal energy with quantum light. So it, it's powerful. It runs deep. Sometimes it can feel um, a little dense, but it's still very comforting, still very comfortable. It clears out. It gets right down to the root core of your past traumas, your past life traumas, ancestral traumas, anything that's holding you back from living your best life. It's allowing you to clear out the energy um, clear out those traumas to free yourself, to free your soul, to live more in alignment with your soul journey. Um, it's a very powerful modality. It helps to break karmic ties, um, setting you free. It's, it's just absolutely amazing. Um, everybody that I've worked on, um, students that I've taught this far, um, anybody that they have worked on has seen amazing results from this modality. Um, it's beautiful. I absolutely love it. I love working with this energy. 
said, all right, fine. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're done now. <laughs> okay, I'm thinking for a second, you cut out. All right, so. I don't know if it froze for a second or not, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, oh, Zoom, yes, uh, something else. Thank you very much for being my recorder. I appreciate it. Uh, okay, so, holy light. Ah, uh, again, I loved it. It really allowed me to take time to just rest. Mm -hmm. I've been traumatized by different things throughout the years of my life. And I think without it, I wouldn't be here right now, to be honest. Because I live in a place where I feel is heavily traumatized where I feel that people are okay being complacent where if I say something I could get crucified but yet if another person says it in a darker tone that's okay so I had to make peace with people. so this is partially why I came to South. This is why I went to our friend South. Because I'm 36. I'm 36 years old. I don't foresee myself living in the same place that I've known since practically my childhood. And then only been away from for almost three years. A few days shy of what would have been three years. Something has to change. Something had to change. And from that point where I got it, it felt like I've been breaking generational curses. But even before then, I could see it. I've been breaking generational curses. I have been. Just by me being me. By me not taking on the fears of my family. When the coronavirus, I remember my parents uh, being scared of the coronavirus and me getting it. And I was honest, I was blunt, I was a prick about it. And I'm not ashamed. I said, when I walk down the street, I do not wear a mask. I'm not scared of this. If you're so scared about it, pray for me, pray for me. And I refused to walk around with a mask every single place I went. Just down the street, I took off. I didn't wear no mask. None. Because it was breathable. The air was breathable. Mm -hmm. The only times that I wore a mask was if I went to work, if I had to go to the supermarket, and that was pretty much it because the coronavirus shut down almost any and everything in the world. Yeah, and it, it created a lot of fear in people. So um, could I, I applaud you for standing your ground and, you know, doing what felt right for you. Thank but you. a lot of people were in and still are in a fear-based mode because that was what we were conditioned 
to believe and think by the governments and the health organizations. So you can't really crucify or um, put people down for the fears that they were that were instilled in them. You just hold space and know that you know they're doing what they felt was right for them, just like you're doing what you felt is right for you. I know. I'm not really crucifying it. It's a shame. I felt sorry for them, not more so sorry for me. I felt sorry for me because the world shut down and I had plans in 2002. I really did. I wanted to travel to California. I wanted to reunite with people that I may not have seen almost a year, but who was to know that within, like, well, okay, it starts in early 2012. And about like for four months or more, it mm -hmm. stayed. I didn't think that. One of the earliest episodes of this show, I really came on and I actually roared on people. Like, how do you know that the coronavirus is still going to be here? X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. What makes you think that we can't be better by then? And I think this goes back to that uh, mentality of what has been fed, the fear, Jimmy, but it's understandable. And there's different levels of consciousness. There's the 3D, which we see. There's 4D, which is a little bit higher. Or some people would say that's the true uh, Christ consciousness or whatever. And then 5D is our imagination or God consciousness. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense from the standpoints of what was going on. So I don't mm -hmm. crucify anybody for the way they felt. I didn't like that the pro maskers were crucifying the unmasked because the unmasked wanted to live their lives and they yeah. understood oh we're still gonna get it anyway and that's what i was thinking at the time i said i'm working in a health institution people that i knew got it <laughs> i'm not laughing for their misfortune i'm laughing at the ridiculousness of things they still got it and people are saying Oh, the masks are helping. It's helping to stay sanitized. To do this, that, the third. And I'm saying to myself, you are so full of yourself. It's not even a joke. But hey, we all made it throughout the years. And I still go crazy, Sarah, that with my current job, I've had it nearly three years mm -hmm. consistently. And as of next month, completely, uh, if I stay with my job, then I believe I will. Uh, I have been financially stable for exactly seven years. It didn't hit me that I got the, over the five-year mark until like maybe a few months ago. I said, oh, oh. even with me being fired from the nursing home because of the coronavirus budgetary reasons, Mm -hmm. I was still providing money until I got a better job. And I did that 
within two months, not even a, a complete month. I had a job and then I got another one before October 28th. I said, whoa. And that's because of uh, our dear friends on the other side. And it's not just them, it's mm -hmm. learning from other people that live out a matter of fact, one woman lived with my ex-fiance, myself, and my ex's uh, dear aunt. And she used to cry, whine, and complain, oh, I'm in my 50s, uh, nobody wants me to the status of dirt. And I'm saying to myself, you idiot, you shot yourself in the foot because you talked bad about our employer, <laughs> our former employer. You expected everybody to wait on you hand and foot, and that's not the case. You got to talk at least some positives. Yeah. And then, lo and behold, I wound up getting my jobs. And, I, and the most recent one, somehow, some way, I'm still surviving that Amazon concrete jungle. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, lost me. All right. So... We've talked about the Reiki. We talked about the Holy Lake. All right. Uh, let's talk about mommyhood. Let's talk about mommyhood before we talk to, talk about stuff. All right, mommyhood, uh, Sarah. How does that like factor into you overall and uh, your business? Um. Well, my kids always come first. They always have. They always will. Um, but they are, oh, my God. I know everybody says, like, their kids are great. Their kids are the best. But I really have two amazing boys. They are so respectful. They are so considerate. They help me out every chance that they can. Um, they don't go out looking for trouble. Like they're, they're both homebodies, which I know eventually I'm going to have to cut that cord and let them, let them go. But right now, no, I love it. They're under my butt all the time and it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but I've done that with them from day one. Like even when they were babies, everywhere I went, my, they came with me. If I was going to go for lunch with the girls in the car seat, they went and off off we went to wherever we were going. They were always with me. Um, I always had them by my side and I love that. And it's built such a strong bond for us. Um, yeah, they can, Dante is a bit more of an introvert. It's harder to get information out of him, but when he really needs to, he knows he can come talk to me and there's always the safe space here for them. Oh, I love that. And I've been a fan of you and your sons for almost two years, and I've enjoyed really seeing how close you are. And it makes me think of my own family sons. I'm not really dealing with them because of things that have been said, things that have been done. And I've wrote about it in books. The most recent is called the letter to my unborn children. And it really does hurt knowing that some of my biggest dreams die sitting where I am. And I've been working on myself 
not just with you, not just with Steph, uh, before you even came into my life, I seriously had nowhere else to go because I couldn't live with my ex. Mm -hmm. I couldn't live with her. I couldn't live with the aunt who was our landlord. Uh, I couldn't live with that aforementioned woman who complained. I had to move away. And somebody that I considered like a father. I didn't know when he was going to die because he seriously at points uh, had this thing of feeling like he would die and whatnot. So I said, I got no other choice. I'd rather be where I know than on the street or in a shelter. And for almost four years, I've been back with my family and I've been fighting on and off over cooking, over government, over whatever. And I'm getting older, Sarah. I'm getting done. And matter of fact, I told you earlier today, I'm done fighting my mother. I'm done. I'm done dealing with their finance, their uh health or whatever the case may be. I tried in my own right and they shot me down. This is where the serenity prayer that my last guest uh, named Karen uh, really smoothed into me even more. Because I can't change anything except for me as feeling this secret set and other uh, self-help means. Even you and Stephanie would say to me, there's nothing you can do. You can just change yourself and move on. That's and right. I agree. I agree. I'm not lying anymore. And as of today, I feel even more proud that I court cut last year after my father went to the hospital. Because mm -hmm. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle the heartache. I couldn't handle me getting mad. And if it sounds like I'm crying kids out there, I am. Because it hurts knowing that I don't have, quote unquote, enough money to get out. I have to scrap. I have to hustle by legalized means. I'm not going to fight New York PD over just, uh, dope over with guns or whatever. I'm too smart for that. A matter of fact, there's a rap alert that goes, this ain't checkers, this is chess. I got the mind of the infant, coursing through, like anybody else, but I choose to listen to it, and it saved me time again. And this is why I have Sarah. This is why Stephanie, who, who I hope is listening to this, will be on. And I could thank her life. Speaking of that, okay, let's talk about Stephanie, uh, Sarah. Uh, how did you two come together? It was actually through Reiki. Um, so as I was starting my journey, she was starting hers at the same time, around the same time. And we were both looking for a Reiki master and stumbled on the same one. So the funny thing is, this is where divine timing, divine everything comes in. 
Um, when I was supposed to do my first level of Reiki, my Reiki master had to cancel the class, which is something that she never, never does. And when she rescheduled it, Stephanie happened to be in the class, but originally she wasn't supposed to be in the same class as me. So our journey started with our first level of Reiki. That's where we met and it was an instant connection. She is such a beautiful, genuine soul. And I remember when I first met her, I was mesmerized by her because she just has this energy to her that was just beautiful. And I was just beginning to work on myself and work out of the trenches of my past. And, you know, I just, it felt good to be in her energy and it made me want to keep working harder on myself to get the healing going and to move forward and do better. I hear you, hon. I've always felt that way about Stephanie for mm -hmm. years. Like she came into my life, I would say right before you and I got into Letters of Magic and we'll talk about that shortly. Uh, Stephanie and I were in They Are Magic with uh, the almighty Blurkins, as I call it, uh, Blur Haze. And I remember asking for guests for this platform. Uh, Blair suggested I use the now elite authors group. Uh, mm. She said, okay, you can use it and I'll vouch for it. And she did that. It, Blair Hayes was amazing. She really did vouch for me. Uh, yeah. And Stephanie wound up being one of the first few that actually did say, yeah, I'll take a ride with this hat. Why not? So she said yes, and I would never forget the date. I believe it was January 14, 2021. Uh, the same day uh, that Stephanie came on, the universal grounding name was used for the first time in the title of this segment. And it felt right because roaming around was dead. I noticed people at my job, they were they would be roaming around for time away mm -hmm. while still in the building. And I'm the most consistent head and I'm just going hard more than anybody else. And I said, I gotta change my segment. I can't be roaming around it. Yeah, sure, I'm roaming around in the sense that I'm going to other countries digitally, yeah. But we're really sitting on our touches. <laughs> we're sitting on our touches. So I have to come up with something different. I could hear uh, this woman named Linda Carducci, who was in the original She Is Magic books with Black. She used to say to me, you got to be more grounded. So that never left me. Then I could hear a uh, universe. And then I said, okay, you're roaming around dead. Another word just sitting on a tushy. Uh, another word for sitting is grounded. And then universal, universal, universal grounding. Well, that's how my current extension was born. Then Stephanie came on and it it felt right even more because she was a Reiki master and she was like me going into the same book 
-hmm. And when I was done with it, universal grounding never left. Black Lions domain can always stay in the title. But universal grounding, it suits me because I'm not roaming. I really am grounded. And now that I'm older, it does fit even stronger because it's by the universe. We are really attracting what we are. We really are what we are. And I've been the type to just sit for a while and partake in this blessed union. So off to the races we went since. And Stephanie has evolved into a three times best-selling author. She's a mother of three now. <laughs> That's amazing in itself. When I met her, she just had her uh, Blake and, I mean, excuse me, her Chase and Aspen, but now she has a Blake. The yeah. cab trio, as I call them. Mm -hmm. uh, wow, what a life. And we'll talk more about Stephanie when uh, she gets on, me and her. Uh, I believe that when Stephanie came on this show for the second time, I was trying to make Facebook Lives and live streams happen. And for some odd reason, the software I was using didn't work. So we just shut the stuff from uh, Facebook Live. And she mentioned that you, somehow, some way, dear, by way of her, got into Letters of Magic. So you want to talk about that, my love? Sure. Um, yeah, so I got into Letters of Magic, and that was, again, more guidance coming in. Um, I was getting the guidance that I needed to write, I needed to share, and I needed to write. Um, and then when that opportunity came up, I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. Because when I was first beginning my healing journey, um, like most of us, we, we shame ourselves, you know, you low on the self-confidence, low on the self-love. Um, I don't know very many people who accelerate in this area right off the bat. It takes time and it takes work. And awareness. Um, so they gave me an exercise to do to raise my vibrations and to learn to love myself. Um, and it was um, 21 days of self gratitude. And, yes. Um, <clears throat> and it's where, like, every day for 21 days, you write something about yourself that you are grateful for. And, you know, it's not only the good things about you, but it's also the things that you think aren't so great. Like maybe having a bit of a temper would be something. Why are you grateful for that? Turn that around into something positive to make you feel good about yourself because everything about you makes you who you are, the good, the bad, and the ugly. That is you. And there's really nothing bad. It's just reactions that we have to situations or because of traumas or things that we've carried from our past or even past lives that we carry forward that creates habits or conditioning and it's seeing the beauty in the things that you don't find so beautiful about yourself 
So when the opportunity came up for letters of magic, I was like, okay, so this is how I'm going to share this story. This is how I'm going to share this exercise is through this chapter, through this book. And that was what my chapter was really about, was about my journey of beginning to heal and learning to love myself and how I did it and how you can do that for yourself too. Mm -hmm. I remember my inclusion in Letters of Magic. Uh, this is after They Are Magic was done. Uh, I believe Blair Hayes called us who were in that cast into the alumni group. Uh, let me see, not only that, but other members of the Magic family who were around that time. Uh, the woman that was going to be my type, uh, her name was Jennifer Kirsch. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a dream set after being a best-selling to work with Jennifer Kirsch, who was the most prolific writer in Blur's series. Not only that, but basically the hype one. She was the one that wrote the forwards for the most part after a certain And she was scheduled to sit where you are right now on the other side of me. Eventually at some point. But she made an announcement that she was going to be writing not the forward, but an actual chapter for that book. Lo and behold, about a month later, she died. I remember died. hearing about that, yes. And life from there kind of got worse. Yeah, sure, I was about selling off and I had other good things going on for me. Like I was starting to sign on some more books. I was still working with my job. I still had a roof over my head. I still had food in my stomach and everything that a person should truly be grateful for. But when Jen Kirst died, I really was sad because a dream I had died along with her. So Blair is gone on maternity leave for the water child we all now call River Rose. Mm -hmm. And at that point in time, I was a part of this thing called uh, May Cause Miracles. And that's a book by uh, Gabby Burst. At the point, uh, it was ran by this gay couple that coached Blair and So I wrapped up with them and I started doing it on my own. And there was a part where you had to write a letter to somebody. And Jen Kirsch wound up being that person. And luckily for me, I was able to get in touch with the uh, maternity left Blair. So I told her, uh, why don't you read this? 
And then she liked it. And I said, Blurkins, I believe I found who I want to write my letter to. Is it okay? She said, yes. But then I had to run and buy Amanda Goddard. And uh, lo and behold, I had to write more. <laughs> I had to write a little bit more. But lo and behold, I was able to go to a psychic front of Blair and I at the time. And she said through the source, uh, you're going to get it done before you know it. Lo and behold, I did. And my chapter was called uh, Tribute to a Flotastic Angel. And Jennifer Kirsch was. She's the reason why I believe the River Rose is it. Not only that, but I wound up having this word flotastic. Mm -hmm. I randomly use it, but it was supposed to be my business. What you're on right now, my writings and other things, all I want called flotastic. I wouldn't so, have it without. How come you don't use it? Uh, that's a great question. I think it's something within me. I'm still working on myself. And it's all a part of the saying, let go. Let go. Mm -hmm. And this is where I'm finding different aspects of myself that used to be hardcore, but now they're more so subsided or near dead. And I'm okay. I'm okay with it. I don't know how, I don't know why, but I believe working with the likes of you, working with the likes of Stephanie, Blair, so many others, I've found a peace. Something that I believe not many people in the world have. But I'm thinking that uh, the word flotastic somewhat uh, <laughs> is being shared with a uh, current generation rapper. So I'm having to find a different word that goes with flow. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, I'm thinking flotacular or something else. Something will hit me. <laughs> It'll come to you. It'll just... Like be like a, a snap of the fingers and you got it but got that right all right so letters of magic uh to wrap that baby up uh fortunately uh rubber rose made it fortunately mm -hmm. and we got back on track because of the hopes and prayers of everybody and jennifer kirsch and I still miss her. I still wish that I did say yes to interviewing her before she died. Like exactly after I became a bestseller. And that's one thing that bothered me, that ate me up for. And, and it does hurt. And this is why I kind of chased you. And this is why I chased Stephanie. This is why I... I even bother blur some reason or another for a second appearance because I didn't know who I would be able to get question. And now that I'm older, I'm looking to see if I can get past guests that's not just blur and stuff back on it.
because it's been two or three years, depending on preference. But here's the thing, Sarah. As I said, it's about letting go. As you, Blair, Stephanie, and others have taught. And it feels different because I have nothing. But it doesn't mean I'm not giving up. I'm still going to go for it because I have to reach a broader audience to some degrees or another. Why not go all in? Well, exactly. Exactly. What do you have to lose? <laughs> nothing. Right you have on. nothing to lose. But everything to gain. So why not? Why not try? Yeah, then I am because when I look at the history of this interview segment, I had fun with people, even my parents, who I am cutting ties with more as I get away. Even them some now that I had. And don't expect my kid and my parents to be on kids. Papa Shiloh, he made a guest appearance some years ago when somebody else was on here, but that was more so to bother me for mail <laughs> and uh, something else. So don't expect the kids, but don't expect me to give up on trying to get more people. Speaking of uh, people on. Oh boy. Aaron. <laughs> Your coach Aaron. Uh, she didn't pick up once. Uh, but I say thank you to her because when she didn't pick up, you and Stephanie picked up the ball. And speaking of which, uh, how did the million dollar blueprint? really come about with you her and uh, Tracy um so this was Stephanie's all Stephanie's doing all her channeling to get this program and I remember oh it was probably about a year ago she had received all these downloads and information as she was channeling and she showed me and I remember saying to her I'm like oh my god Stephanie that's your blueprint that's a blueprint to uh, your program or one of your programs because she's going to have others. Hmm. And we're like, oh my God. But then, you know, she had the baby and, you know, slowed down a little bit with work because, you know, you got to tend to the family first. Right. And then when it started coming all back flowing to her again about this program and putting it all together. And the guidance that she received was that she needed to learn holy light for this program because it's about the death and rebirth right and it's clearing out though it's finding those um deep-seated um karmic ties that past trauma that past life trauma that we are carrying into this lifetime that's holding us back right that one trigger that you just can't seem to kick mm -hmm. and it's isolating that um trauma through astrology um through tracy's reports and then using holy light to extract the old stale stagnant energy that is tied to that trauma 
And so when she came to me with this and she told me about the program, she's like, okay, they're telling me I need to learn Holy Light. Holy Light needs to be used for this program. And I was like, oh my God, yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. And so that's how that all started to form together is with Stephanie's information that she received and the vision that she had and following the guidance that was coming to her. And I'm happy and grateful that she went through with it. I will never stop tooting that horn that without Million Dollar Blueprint, I wouldn't be at this form of peace that I am in right now. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's an, an amazing program. She's really put her heart and soul into it. And she's done an amazing job. Um, you know, it's really, it's good for anybody. Um, whether you, you're just starting out on your journey and you want to clear out those traumas to, you know, build a better life for yourself to manifest quicker, because like, that's the thing is everyone talks about manifestation and living their best life. But <laughs> the one thing that everybody forgets to tell you when they're telling you all the steps you need to take to manifest is you need to start with healing because, you can put that time and effort into visualizing, getting into that feeling, like say it's a million dollars you want. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to get a million dollars in my big account. I can see it. I feel it. I'm so excited. It feels so good. And, you know, you hold that, you do all that work, you do all that manifestation. And then an hour later, you start thinking, I'm not going to get it. This is BS. I don't deserve this. <laughs> but you've just completely undone all that work he did to put into manifesting with that two minutes of negative self-talk of I don't deserve it, or I'm not going to get this or good things don't happen to me. So it really, it begins with healing. You need to heal those wounds and be in the state of deserving, like whatever it is that you're man. I'm using money as an example, but it is what with whatever you're manifesting, you need to heal the past wounds to be able to set yourself free so that you can visualize, see it, feel it, and bring it into your reality with a snap of the finger because you're not doubting yourself. You're not doubting um, the things that you can bring in. But if you don't begin with healing, then those thoughts are going to continuously come in. I agree. And I was type 2 diabetic some odd years ago. I was dying. I really wanted healing. Mm -hmm. I wanted to heal not just myself in the physical form. I wanted to do it mentally. I wanted to do it in an environment. I, yeah, sure. If the coronavirus didn't hit and my ex wasn't... Uh, concerned with somebody else i would have probably stayed another year to just to say all right i'm the kingdom of my environment let's see what i can do to manifest me getting out of here on my own but then the circumstances of the world happened and i came back here and i said you know what i'm still gonna do and through not just a holy life not just through writing, I really am seeing that I'm doing what I wanted. Mm -hmm. 
it's really breaking generational curses. It's really me setting myself apart from my family. And am I becoming more distant from it? And yes, I am. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to Stephanie if she's listening to this. I'm not lying to the almighty Blurkins if she's listening to this or anybody else. I got to stand on my own. I have to stand on my own because I feel to some degrees or another, my family ain't going to do it with me. But that's okay because I understand that by blood, that's one form. Mm -hmm. I have other families. I can pay my parents' rent for the rest of my life until I know for certain that I'm getting out of here. And I will. I keep on reaffirming it in heart, in mind, in body, in motion. I'm getting out of it. I got out of here in 2017. And I was gone almost three exact years. If I made it to mid-January 2020, that would have been exactly three years. But because my parents were kind of in a rush, I came back like two years and maybe a few days. Mm. Shy of But I'm not complaining because I've worked on this. I worked on this. And it's only getting better if I keep on pushing. Like one thing, hun, I keep on talking about this on social media. That's more so Facebook than anywhere else because uh, I don't really tweet quite so much on Twitter. And I'm starting to find my groove with uh, picturing on Instagram a little bit more. One thing that I consider a trope is me breaking the ties of family with fast food. I really haven't ate so much of it during this pandemic. And I noticed my family, I said, almost once a week or more, depending on the situation, uh, they'll eat fast food. So I took on challenges throughout the years. Okay, I'll not eat fast food for X, Y, Z. And lo and behold, this year, after a book called Rebel Romance, I made it one full year without anything anywhere in our city. Now, my thing is that by next March, I want to say for years, I haven't bought any fast food, any, mm-hmm. on my I could go to a restaurant with other people if they invited me. I can do that. But Zachary Shiloh, as an individual, I am not doing it. I want to break that stigma. I want to break that cycle and say, I haven't bought any, even down the hill from where I live, for years, honey, years. And I'm proud of that. And I should And I think because I took that leap of faith that the universe is showing me things. And I told Stephanie that there's a presence, energetic presence, now manifesting itself to me. And it's a woman that I think mirrors me to some degree. Mm -hmm. And Stephanie is saying to me, 
it sounds like, yeah, you really are manifesting yourself because you've been through relationships and you've been on your own for years. Why not now? You're, mm-hmm. you're putting in all this time and everything. And then lo and behold, I broke down why I kind of didn't have a relationship. It's because of my family ties. It's because of other problems I had. that I didn't want one. I even laid it out in my last book. <laughs> to be honest, I said, I don't want a relationship because I know I would have to introduce the woman to my parents who I feel like killed my kids to some degrees or another. And anybody out there that's asking what you're talking about. I'm a father of miscarried children, kids. Let me remind you, if you're not new to me, I'm a father of miscarried children too. And I feel because of uh, energies, my kids weren't wanted. And what's the saying, Sarah? Uh, space goes where energy grows or something like that? No, where intention goes, energy flows. Either which way I was in the right zone. Mm-hmm. My kids weren't wanted. So they never manifested completely. And I felt like a failure for years as a person. And that weighed heavy on me until my friend Melly DeVoe talked to me about the book Letters of Love 3, who also wanted this girl named Mel Mel, my first fiance in the book, like I did. But then mm-hmm. she said to me, oh, you're a father, you know. I said, excuse me. Yeah, you're a father. Just because you miscarried with Mel Mel didn't mean you didn't have those kids. And then I said, good points made. Oh, man. So this is where forgiveness and everything really started to play factor. All right, hon, I can feel it. Uh, you're almost ready to go. <laughs> so uh, uh, let's see. We've talked about practically almost any and everything I wanted. And it feels right. The energy feels good. Okay, dear. I okay. think we can really start to hit the outro and leave. Sounds good? Sounds good. All right, baby. Uh, the outro kind of has changed and I'm getting back into interview uh, segment frame of mind for the outro. All right, my dear Sarah, who I used to call Papa the Rapper, my dear <laughs> uh, universal light goddess, uh, your desires of the future, my love, are My desires? Yes, dear. Anything in Sarah's heart, what do you desire to manifest, my dear? Oh, well, we'll be manifesting the global launch of Holy Light this summer. And my greatest God-sized dream is to have a home on a beach where I will have my business set up where I'll be doing healings right at the ocean. Whoa. That is my God-sized dream, and that will come to fruition. 
Oh, that sounds hot. And kids out there, if it sounds like Zachary Shallow's kind of got turned on a bit, yes, I have. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to Sarah or anybody else. That's blasphemy, listen. All right. That's great, Desires of the Future. If okay. not now, dear, within the next week, can I bother you for about three people you believe that I can interview? Sure. All right, sounds great. Okay, and now here's the true piece. What can I, Zachary Shiloh or Zachary Shiloh Watts, depending on the preference, uh, do for you going forward? Okay, you know what? One thing you can do for me going forward is there's a few times today that you keep saying that your dreams died. Oh. I want you to change that narrative. You're still living and you're still breathing. So whether that dream was 10 years ago or five from five minutes ago, you can still make that happen. Change the narrative. You got this. As long as you are living and breathing, your dreams can still be a reality. We'll talk about that off here. <laughs> All right. We'll talk about that off of it. But I give you my word. I'm doing my best to change the negative around you that. You're doing amazing. You have come a long way. And watching your journey, you are doing absolutely amazing. Well, thank you very much. All right, kids out there. In the next episode of this Blessed Podcast, I will be having Tracy Van so that will be recording on May 2nd at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. The following day, our dear friend, the founder of the Million Dollar Blueprint, who we've talked about time again, Stephanie Mahoney, will be making her third appearance on this podcast. And I believe that's the first time that any woman has ever actually been on my podcast three times. Wow. All right. With that said, uh, one goal, one aim, one rope, one focus, one track. And that's love. Even if I'm vent, I'm passionate. I really am. Even with these fools I love, I'm passionate about them. I'm passionate about my writings. I'm passionate about the business I call the mind over matter and look. I'm passionate about this podcast. And I'm passionate about all of you out there, the kids out there. And don't worry, I'm all right. I'm working on some things after Sarah and I are done. Mm -hmm. But it's a journey. Yeah, it's a journey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Long winding journey. <laughs> oh, uh, you're a 1980s kid like me. You're you were kind of raised early in the 90s too. So uh I can use this phrase. Uh, to live is an awfully big adventure. The quote uh Peter Pan in the movie called Hook. <laughs> yeah, I remember that movie. Uh to live is to be in an awfully big adventure. And that's not just for me, kids. It's not just for Sarah. It's for all of you out there. Too. 
Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Please take care of yourselves and each other. And see you when Tracy Blaine Fleet joins me for the next episode of Universal Grounding in Black Limestone Bye.